Hi again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 555-555. If you'd like to have a copy of it, Sharon will tell you how at the end of the program. Please specify whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're free, including the postage and handling. I'd like to mention something right now. They're always doing smear. Uh, they're always um, saying nasty, nasty, nasty things about us preachers and teachers, especially when we're... Um, uh, tell, reading the Bible, uh, just what the Bible says. And what they do is try to jimmy up my teachings. One night I was on the Teddy Bart show uh, doing an interview on Channel 4 in Nashville, Tennessee. And Teddy Bart's real name is uh, Theodore Bartholomew. He I, he uh, changed his name. And he said, uh, Tony, are you a cult? And I said, no, Teddy, you're the cult. But when they played it on uh, in the media, they just showed the back of my head and they said they just put the they eliminated my words saying, no, Teddy, uh, you're the cult. And they uh, made it look like I was just stupefied. I didn't know how to answer. Are you a cult? Of course, I'm not a cult. Uh, but, uh, you know, there are uh, there are many cults in the world, but it's for sure I'm not one. Now they just uh, are doing something again. This is how the media works. That's why the Lord said that uh, Satan would be given a mouth in the last days. And that mouth, uh, of course, Satan can't tell the truth if he had to. They took a statement that I made, which uh, says, I said one time on television years ago, God must love me more than anyone else in the world because he gave me Susie. Now, it's a common thing for preachers to exalt their wives, you know, because the Bible says that we're one flesh. But what they did with it, they just uh, said, Tony said on one of his TV uh, programs, God loves me more than anyone else, <laughs> which made it look like I'm another Jim Jones or somebody or, you know, and uh, or such an egomaniac that I just believe that God just... I was joking, and many preachers uh, joke, but in effect, I thought it was true, too, because God loves me more than anyone else, because he gave me Susie, Susie Alamo, all right? And then the um, I wrote a tract on polygamy, because it's in the Bible, and I'm not ashamed of the word of God, because it's the power of God unto salvation to those that believe. And uh, there's that man, uh, uh, what's his name in... Uh, San Antonio, that's on the TV. Hagee. Yeah, John Hagee. He says he equates that polygamists are as sinful as homosexuals. And so, therefore, I have to say that that man really needs to repent of saying that God's word is uh, that uh, most of your top patriarchs in the Bible were polygamists. And anybody that tries to make that look as a sin, for instance, Moses had three wives. And so I had to write it up because uh, that part of the word of God, people are ashamed of it. And because of the fact that most preachers are ashamed to say these things, or they're so afraid to say them because they don't want to, uh, any contention. They're so afraid of attacks of the enemy. But folks, don't you know? Uh, you're supposed to be Christians, that if you preach the word of God boldly, that the word of God will start acting for you and defend you. Amen? Yeah. Well, what I said was God's law, the Leverett law in the Bible, the Old Testament, the law of right and wrong, actually uh, commands 
that a man or that uh, a man uh, to to be a polygamist, it commands a man to be a polygamist under the Leverett law. And so I'm going to have Sharon read that to you. And if you people that call yourselves Christians out there are ashamed of that, because what they're doing now is uh, if uh, I didn't say that I was a polygamist, okay, but if I were, it's no, it would be no sin. All right. And uh, because and so John Hagee says that all polygamists, all homosexuals, they must repent. Well, is John Hagee a greater man of God than Moses? I think not. Okay, Moses had three wives. And Gideon, he had 70 sons. Amen? Amen. It doesn't talk about the daughters that he had. Now, you people despise the word of God. Hey, mostly women, because they say, I don't want my man to be married to another woman. I'm not saying that you have to. Either does the Bible. But the Bible does say if a man, brother, who's married to a woman, if he dies and um, he doesn't have uh, a man, he never had a man child by her, that that woman is to go to his brother's house. It doesn't matter if he's married or what. This is a law. You may say, well, God has done away with the law. No, he hasn't. He said he, he the law of sacrifices, yes. You don't have to marry your brother's wife at all anymore because that's like a, a sacrificial law to raise up seed unto the brother. Okay, and it's in the Bible. And uh, there are people in the New Testament that were polygamous too. They say that ended. No, Paul said, if you desire the office of a bishop or a deacon, you can only have one wife. Well, what about all the ones that are not, have not uh, the desire to become a bishop or a deacon. He doesn't say anything about that. And Jesus never condemns polygamy. Never. The Bible, no, nowhere does the Bible condemn polygamy. So I wrote a piece of literature on it. And they're saying that, uh, well, you tell them what they said on the, the television. They read um, one line out of the trap. Yeah, and in they other left words, they, they left out the end of the line and what was the end of the line under the leveret law yeah so okay so i they all they said was god's law and i said god's law of right and wrong actually commands a man to be a polygamist in other words but that was only under the leveret law but they left that part out that's how these people that are of the devil work satan works that way and in the courtroom, when I was in court uh, for preaching the gospel, they put together, I won this case incidentally, it was uh, where they said I wanted to hang a federal judge. Uh, they were saying, they said that I said all these different things, so the jury had to sit there. My attorney made them sit there to listen to all my tapes. What they did was they took different words out of different tapes that I did and patched them together and said it was a whole message that I brought and it wasn't it was their doing they used my voice and took out of hundreds of messages that I've done they they pasted it together somehow spliced it together the tapes and played it and then when the jury heard that they had done that when they heard my actual messages they said not guilty okay I won that case it was headlines all over the country 
So read that part of the Bible that it says that. Now you people are ashamed of the word of God. God will be ashamed of you at the judgment bar of God. The Lord will be ashamed of you before his Father and the holy angels because Jesus is the word of God. Amen? Amen. Okay, go ahead. Deuteronomy chapter 25, verse 5. Let's give everybody a chance to look up that scripture. Say it again. Deuteronomy what? Chapter 25, verse 5. Okay, everybody get to chapter 25 in Deuteronomy. That's the fifth book of the Old Testament. Chapter 25. Verse 5. Okay, now here's the Leveret Law. Go ahead now. If brethren dwell together, and one of them die, and have no child, the wife of the dead shall not marry without unto a stranger. Her husband's brother shall go in unto her, and take her to him to no. wife. Okay, now the guy, the husband's brother, might be married to another woman, or maybe two or three other women, right? Yes. Okay, and so he still has to take this woman in and have relationships with her so that he'll raise up seed unto his brother. Now, one of them didn't do that. He spilled his seed on the ground, and God got so angry at him that he killed him. You're not supposed to spill it on the ground. You're supposed to sow the seed in the earth. And the woman is made out of earth, and she's. Um, the Bible plainly tells us that she is like the field. Uh, the man is the farmer who plants the seed, and the woman is the field. And that's why women are not to marry two men or have sexual relationships with more than one man because nobody would be able to know who this uh, the child belongs to. And besides, it's against the law. A woman can be married only once. But a man can have several wives if he's able to afford them, according to the Bible. Okay, now King David had many wives, and Solomon had 700 wives and 300 concubines. Right? Right. Okay. And uh, Gideon, as I said, had 70 sons, and it doesn't mention how many daughters he had. Did you think 70 sons came from one woman? No. Why? Why, the idiot says, well, I've just never ever seen any woman that had 70 sons or and many daughters. It was many wives. He, and it says right there that he, because he had many wives. Amen? Amen? And there are so many others in the Bible that had many wives. Okay, read it. Her husband's brother shall go in unto her and take her to him to wife and perform the duty of an husband's brother unto her. And it shall be that the firstborn which she beareth shall succeed in the name of his brother, which is dead, that his name be not put out of Israel. Okay, so that's the law. And, you know, we Jews wrote the Bible, so you should listen to us. The Gentile preachers out there, they don't know the Bible, really. And even if they did, they're so ashamed of God's word. They think God is nasty instead of looking at themselves in the mirror. The Bible says that anyone that doesn't believe the word of God is already doomed. Okay? Mm -hmm. Now, I, boy, people fanning themselves really fast, you know. This is the Bible, folks. Amen? Amen. Are you a Christian? If you do, then you gladly receive the word of God. Amen? Amen. Okay, so um, that's it. I never said God loves me more than anyone else. 
there was one sentence. Here's what I said. I said, God loves me more than anyone else because he gave me Susie as a wife. Is that, is there something wrong with that? No. Does that seem like I'm some egomaniac? Actually, what I'm doing is putting myself down and placing Susie above me. Amen. Okay? So, you know, like if somebody's going to say something about, uh, there's the, the, the Lord condemns adultery and fornication. That means if you have a sexual relationships with another man's wife. You can have many wives, but you cannot have sexual relationships with another man's wife. But I am saying that is only when God gives those wives to a person. Other people can't. Uh, if God hasn't told you that you could have a second wife, or especially more than a second wife, you're never to do that. And the people use the statement that um, in the beginning God made a man and he took that woman out of his ribs and made a, a woman. Amen. He made a woman out of a rib of Adam. And so therefore a man should only have one wife. But after Eve sinned by taking the fruit, oh, what you could do, and then of course she's condemned and uh then her husband, because he listened to her, is also condemned too. They all, both of them were taken out of the Garden of Eden and uh, condemned to die. And they did die. So God's law is, uh, the Bible is to tell you what's right and wrong. And just don't say that uh, polygamy with these patriarchs was sin. Because if you say that, then you're a sinner. And don't be saying that at all. If anyone has highly chosen somebody and given them many wives, like he told David, God told David, I gave you the daughters of Saul and his wives, plural. He said, and I gave you the daughters of Judah and also Israel. And he said, if that were not enough, all you would have had to do, David, is just call on me and I would have given you as many as you wanted. All right? So, if you hate the word of God, well then, know this, that God hates you as well. That's scriptural also. Now, the Bible states that, uh, we're going to go to Matthew 21, 44, because um, it says, Whosoever shall fall on this stone shall be broken. And the Lord wants you to be broken. Whosoever shall fall on this stone. Go ahead, read it shall be broken okay so if you fall on the word of god you fall on it and just receive it then you shall be broken then what but on whomsoever it shall fall but if the lord comes down and crushes you then what it will grind him to powder you'll be ground into powder so if you uh believe the word of god now, a lot of people think, well, this doesn't, this part of the scripture doesn't apply to me, and so therefore I don't care two cents about it. But if you're in the ministry and you want to preach the gospel, then you have to know these things, because there's a lot of people that come up to you and say, look, I, I, I believe the Lord is telling me this or that, and you have to know what the answer is. You can't just be concerned about yourself, because the Bible says that that's selfishness. Amen. Amen. Uh, read Ephesians 4, 11 through 13. This is regarding the fullness of... When we have the fullness of the Word of God in us and we don't hate any part of the Word of God, 
Well, then we become one bread with the Lord because he's the bread of life and he's the light of the earth. So when we receive all the bread, the whole word of God, then we become the bread of life also. We're the continuation of the Lord's incarnation on earth. Now, just be, it, all the Bible also talks about being a uh, eunuch. But I'm not a eunuch, okay, but I still preach it, okay, because I'm not ashamed of that part of the gospel either. Okay, so um, go ahead. Uh, read Ephesians 4, 11 through 13. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists. Now, this is the Lord gives so that we can be one bread. None of us can be as uh, great or to be able to dispense so much of the soap, this fuller soap, which is the word of God, brighter than fuller soap, more powerful than fuller soap is the word of God. The word of God is powerful and sharp, sharper than any two-edged sword. And if you hate it or despise it or don't think that it applies to you, then you are a person that needs to be taught the Word of God. You need to get in there and read it so that you can become the fullness of the Lord. How can we become the fullness of the Lord if we don't receive the entire Word of God, which is Christ, into our bodies? The more we eat the bread of life, the more the bread of life is in us, and more we become the bread of life. Amen? Amen. Because the Lord says that we also are the bread of life, and we're the fullness of God. Only when we fill ourselves with the whole word of God. And if you're ashamed of these scriptures that I've been talking about here tonight, then you're never going to be filled with the fullness of God. And the Lord commands us to be filled with the fullness of the stature of the Lord Jesus Christ. Does he not? Yeah. Okay, we must be filled with God. There's no possible way that you can be filled with God or to the fullness of the stature of Christ unless you have his entire self into you. And his entire self happens to be the Word. In the beginning was the Word. There was nothing in the universe but the Word. And the Word was with God. And as a matter of fact, it says, and the word was God. And later on in that uh, same first chapter of John, it says, and this word became flesh. In other words, God became flesh. Amen. And he said that we, this flesh God, God man that came into the world says that we are the fullness if we fill ourselves up with the word of God and believe every word. Whosoever believeth on the word of God shall be saved, the whole word of God. If you reject it, then God will reject you because you're rejecting his son who is the word of God, the one that came, the word came into the world as flesh. And if you uh, reject any part of the word of God, God will reject you. And remember what I told you when you're groveling before the throne of God. Now, the Bible tells us to be kind one to another. And, uh, you know, there's a scripture that David said about the righteous, if they smite me. Do you have that scripture there? Let's be on the ball. Read it then. Okay, everyone turn to the Psalms 141, verse 5. Let the righteous smite me. Okay, so if uh, you think that I'm smiting you, that I'm too strong, bringing the scriptures, that I believe in the scriptures too much, 
There's no such thing as believing the scriptures too much. Amen? Amen. The problem with this world today is people don't believe the scriptures at all. They pick and choose what they want to believe, and then they throw the rest out. And that's what I'm telling you, that uh, anyone that rejects Jesus, the word of God, God will reject you. All right? And it doesn't make any difference. You think you're holier than God? God tells us what's right and wrong. If he tells us it's okay... Then it is okay. All these uh, false people in this world that say they're rulers of the world, they're not the rulers of the world. The Bible says that the ministers of God are the rulers of this world. Amen. Now, there's people here that uh, are evil rulers, powers and principalities of darkness were to tear it down. And the way that we're to tear it down is by preaching the word of God, to allow Christ to preach through us. Father, in the name of Jesus, anoint, keep anointing me through this service, Father. In the name of Jesus, that people will have respect for your word because there are so many unbelievers and so many people that are believing the word of God wrongly. They've been taught that that's the Old Testament. You're the same God yesterday, today, and forever. And you uh, do not uh, like people that despise your word. So whosoever shall fall on the word of God shall be broken. Now, you want us to be broken, but if we don't receive the word of God, then we're going to be ground into powder like chaff and sent to the hell in the lake of fire. Well, now, just to clear, uh, go ahead and read the psalm. Let the righteous smite me. It shall be a kindness. Okay, so a lot of people think it's wrong today to rebuke people, to reprove them. But uh, the Bible says that we have to rebuke and reprove or we don't have any love for uh, anyone. And the Bible even tells us to chasten uh, the people of the Lord and also our own children. Because if we don't ch chasten them, uh, we don't love them. Now read, finish reading Psalms. Let him reprove me. It shall be an excellent oil, which shall not break my head. For yet my prayer also shall be in their calamities. Yeah, all, even anyone that reproves me and teaches me the Bible, when they have a calamity, I'm going to pray, Father God, get them out of it, because I love a person that loves the word of God and tells me the straight and narrow way. David loved it when Nathan came to him and told him, It was you that have sinned. And then David said, I have sinned. It says, despise not the chasing of the Lord. That's Hebrews 12, 4 through 11. And chasten your son, Proverbs 19, 18. And he will not die if you spank him, right? Proverbs 23, 13 through 14. And chasten many times, Proverbs 13, verse 24. Okay, start. Proverbs 13, verse 24. He that spareth his rod hateth his son, but he that loveth him chasteneth him betimes. See, uh, it shows that everybody in this world right now, almost everyone, is uh, hating their son, despising them because they don't bring them up with kindness and charity, with love. They don't, uh, many times children don't have to be spanked at all, but uh, they have to be chastened, the Lord says. Okay, then. Go to Proverbs nineteen eighteen. Chasten thy son while there is hope, 
and let not yeah, once they grow up it's too late you ch try to chase them then they're liable to pull out a gun and shoot you okay but mm -hmm. chase them when they're young but be kind to them don't uh, hate them or deal with them in a bad way talk to the little children and uh, encourage them when they are doing right and compliment them when they do right okay then what and let not thy soul spare for his crying okay now hebrews 12 uh, 4 through 11. these are scriptures that people prefer to listen to dr spock who is a devil right out of hell and not the lord go ahead and read it hebrews 12 4 through 11. ye have not yet resisted unto blood striving against sin and ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children my son despise not thou the chastening of the lord nor faint when thou art rebuked of him for whom the lord loveth he chasteneth and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth Right. If you don't chase your son and chasing people around you, they'll think there's no law. And the Bible says that the lawless, lawless one, in other words, the Antichrist, will come on the scene one of these days, and he's here right now, because they condemn you if you spank your child. So you'll either do what the Lord says, or you will do what the Antichrist, one world international government, tells you to do. Now, this one is one they really hate. He will not die, Proverbs 23, 13 and 14. Withhold not correction from the child, for if thou beatest him with the rod, he shall not die. Okay, so they tried to nail me, this uh, international government, for beating the child. Then all of a sudden they dropped it that I ordered people to uh, beat them. No, uh, if a child is fornicating in the church, you have to either put him out, or you have to uh, chasten them. And the whole world has been deceived by Satan, and they don't do that anymore. I'm going to clear the air here now for a little bit. We're going to sing, uh, um, we're going to call the Blackwood Brothers Quartet to the mic now to sing for you Amazing Grace.
Right, praise the Lord. There isn't one person in our church that ever died from a spanking. And the uh, I don't spank. I uh, there are the ch- the parents are supposed to do it, and they do it uh, because they need it. And not one of them ever died or was ever crippled. But look at the government, what they're doing now. They're actually condoning torturing people. And the Vatican that runs the international government, what they're doing, they've been burning people at the stake. And uh, they said that David Koresh was uh, abusing his children. But look what the government did to those children. They burned them up. They burned them. They killed them and burned them up. And so that's why we burnt them up the children and everything because they were being abused. What's more important? Is that uh, of the Lord? I mean, they say if uh, if they were uh, abusing the children, they should have taken them to court, not burned the children up. Don't you think that's worse than uh, spanking? Yes. And let me tell you something, too. If you people hate the word of God, God's going to burn you up. And He's uh, if you don't receive what I'm saying, he'll kill you. Uh, he'll kill you, he'll kill you, and send your soul into a burning hell. And you have to repent, or if, uh, you know, you may laugh at this, what I'm saying, but this is the end of time, folks, and now God isn't uh, winking at you anymore, or winking at your sin. You take this, uh, where they're uh, torturing people by uh, simulating drowning with them, they're squeezing sponges, unto their face until they can't they're gagging and they have uh, tortured them they put them in prison for nothing for false charges and uh, they beheaded people and put them in the electric chair then they take people that have murdered people and they let them go when the bible says that they have to be killed and so the whole uh, international government is so haywire so satanic, so lawless, that anyone that can't see that the lawless one, which is the Antichrist, has come on the scene, you have to be so blind that it's just uh, unbelievable. I mean, I could just go on all day and all night at the things that the government's done. They killed, they murdered those people over at Waco. And then uh, some people got indignant with it, and they went and blew up the federal building, which I don't condone at all. But there's no justice or judgment any longer according to the word of God. And therefore, you know, there's no no balance of judgment. Uh, one person, if they murder somebody, they'll throw them in the electric chair or they'll throw them, hang them or give them the needle. And another person that will murder somebody, they'll say, oh, let them out. And they're out in seven months to five years. So there's no equity, equality or justice whatsoever. These, uh, the people in government need to repent because anyone that doesn't have Christ for their guide, for their uh, the word, and even time that you contrive you know, to cut words off of somebody that is winning thousands and even millions of souls, you're evil. Don't you know that? I mean, I wouldn't even do that to you. Uh, you know, as evil as you are, but uh, as evil as you are, the Lord says that he'll save your soul if you'll repent. And this goes for, uh, the Lord says for us to uh, feed the wicked, the word of God, and to give them drink. And that's what I'm doing, folks. Mm -hmm. So we have a better covenant with the Lord now than the Old Testament. 
uh, it's more stronger. The law is now written in our mind and in our hearts. And um, Christ is now with his Father by the Spirit living in those of us that have accepted him. But we're going to read a little bit here from... Do you have any testimonies there, the letters? Yes. Okay, let's read at least one of them. Go ahead. From Polk City, Florida. It says, Dear Pastor Alamo, greetings in the name of Jesus, our Savior. I praise God for finding one of your newsletters. It was the one that has peace in the Middle East, the only answer. It is a powerful letter. It touched my soul, and I have been sharing it with others to show them how God is blessing others, and God will also bless us, the ones in prison. We have a Bible study in my cell. We read the Bible so God can put his word in our hearts to ready us to get out on the compound to witness to others. It isn't easy here for people wear many masks, so to walk in the Spirit is a must. Darkness is real, and we have learned that where sin abounds, grace abounds much more. Amen. I thank God for brothers like you being faithful to him. Sir, I'm asking if you could send your book to me called The Messiah. Also, I'm asking if there is any way you can send me a Bible. The ones they give out here fall apart so easy, and the print is bad. The Bible and the Messiah book will be used here in my cell to read God's word and teach out of both books for us who gather in my cell. Also, I'm asking if you could send a Bible and the Messiah book to a wonderful person that is trying to do the same as I am for the Lord Jesus outside these walls. He is having a group with a f- she is having a group with a few girls in her house and also could use the Bible and the Messiah book for your book is very powerful in the Holy Spirit to us. And my friend, if you can help us further God's word in here and for my friend out there, we thank God, you and yours, and you have been in our prayers. God led us to your newsletter. We will use these tools to help others and to help in, into helping find Jesus. I will write to you again for a praise report. Signed, Charles from Polk City, Florida. All right, praise the Lord. Now, those of us that have eaten the entire Word of God, we know the Word of God. We know what it says, and there's no words on the face of this earth that can even come close to it. And the Bible says that we're going to rule with Christ because we happen to be his body. We rule here on earth, and we're going to, for those of us that diligently rule, even to the point of where we might be put to death or in prison or some other calamity, that might be us that if we continue on uh, speaking the word of God, that we're going to rule with him eternally. Now, another thing that the, the different people today say, uh, sponsored by the uh, international government is that everyone is equal in God's uh, sight. But uh, the Bible says that there is uh, his, uh, not everybody is equal at all. He says that if it was true, then why is there a heaven and a hell? If everyone was equal, then everybody gets to go to heaven, wouldn't they? Yes. Okay, so the Lord separates. He's uh, He separates the wheat from the chaff, the sheep from the goats. If you believe the Lord, then you're one of his sheep, and you follow him wherever he goes. And if you don't believe the Lord, you're a goat or a chaff, and you're to be burned. And the Lord is soon going to burn the whole earth. 
And these different calamities that are happening in the world today, like all these um, hurricanes and tornadoes, all these things are uh, given by God. And you've got these false prophets that say that's not from God. Those are just natural disasters. But God says that he sends those to the people in the world that don't pay any attention to his word. Uh, don't you remember that it was God that sent the flood mm -hmm. and drowned everybody in the world except eight people on Noah's boat? Mm -hmm. well, that happens to be a fact, folks. I mean, you can uh, tell all over the world that there, um, that there was a great flood that flooded everything. And then, and only eight people lived, and they found Noah's Ark up on Mount Ararat. And they've gone in there, and they've seen it. That's exactly where the Bible said it was. So there are so many different signs and wonders and truths that are provable, even in the earth today, that um, it's just amazing that, uh, that so many people are caught up with the uh, things of this world. And that all that is in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And they're distracted by these things every day of their life. And they don't, they haven't filled themselves up with the bread of life and the Holy Spirit, which is incorporated with the bread of life, to where it's the blood of Jesus to cleanse them on a daily basis and to read the word of God, fill, keep filling themselves up with the word of of God so that it cleanses them with the washing of the water of the Word. Now the Word of God is like the Holy Spirit and the, the Spirit happens to be the water, the heavenly water that comes from the throne of God. And so it also is the blood of Jesus. And you just really have to study the Word to know that the things that I'm saying are true. And that's why we have the Word and I'm going to ask Sharon now to read from the third chapter of the book of Hebrews because uh, we've been reading from the book of Hebrews. I was reading from the 6th, 7th, and 8th chapter. So we're going into the, backing up a little bit here and going to the third chapter of Hebrews. The whole book is wonderful. I love especially the first chapter too. Okay, go ahead. Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling. Okay, the holy brethren are the only ones that are partakers of what? The heavenly calling. The heavenly calling, because the rest of the world that doesn't believe that they're called, uh, the Lord is calling everyone. He said he's pouring out his spirit upon all flesh. That even means you, friend. And that means that he does that. Say, we don't feel the, um, the Lord uh, pouring out his spirit on all flesh. The words that I'm speaking unto you are spirit and they are life. It's God's word is spirit and life. Jesus said that. The words that I speak unto you are spirit and life. And so God is pouring out his Holy Spirit on everybody in the world through the gospel preachers. And the Lord and the devil, the Lord knows that that's what is true. And the devil knows it too. And that's why the devil does everything in his power to make the people that are, uh, God is using to pour out his spirit upon all flesh. He's trying to make them evil. He wants to slander them. He wants to chop their what they're saying in half or to splice it together to make them look evil. But the things that we're saying about the international government and the one world cult, which is uh, the headquarters are in Rome, Italy, city of the Seven Hills, which happens to be the Vatican, and they're the lawless ones because they're a political and satanic military organization 
dangerous, the most dangerous cult in the world that actually murders little babies and, and they're, they're uh, homosexuals. And I think everybody knows that. But why is it that uh, these radio and TV stations are not slamming them? Why are they not bringing them to order? Once in a blue moon, you'll see somebody that is on the most, not on prime time, but just on, uh, they'll do maybe one story on them, but it is a never-ending thing against the people of the Lord, the ones that have been called from heaven to preach these, uh, to pour out God's Spirit upon you through His Word so that you'll receive it and be saved. It isn't us that they're really after, the, it's you, because they don't want you to hear the words that the Lord is pouring out through us. And uh, why? Because he doesn't want your soul to go to heaven. He wants you to go to hell. And so, you people following after Satan, why will you follow somebody that doesn't like you? Somebody that doesn't love you? Somebody that actually hates you? Satan knows that he's going to hell and to the lake of fire soon, and he's full of wrath, and that's why he is doing everything. Uh, Satan has come out of the closet. You can see him operating in the world very well. It is uh, They are the ones that blew up the World Trade Center. They are the ones that are encouraging people to become uh, one with Muslims when the Lord tells us to be separate and holy. He wants us to be holy. And the Muslims and the Catholics and all these uh, false religions... Uh, they are not the, of the Lord. I pray that they would be because we've won many Muslims to the Lord and we've won many Catholics almost, I would say at least 90% of the people in my church were former Catholics. But they re said they never received salvation there in the Catholic uh, church or cult. And they never received uh, the word of God there. They didn't even know what the word of God said. But now the Lord is pouring out his word, which is the Holy Spirit upon all flesh. And if you listen and obey what the word says, you will be saved. And you never know uh, when the Lord is going to come. He says he's coming as a thief in the night. And he'll come and take you, just snatch your spirit right out of your body. And if you don't believe in the word of God and you're standing before the uh, God and then you say, Oh my God, let me go back and have another chance. Let me go back and say, no, it's appointed unto man once to die. And after death is the judgment. Now go to the bottomless pit in hell. And uh, you will eventually be thrown in the lake of fire. Where there will be weeping, wailing, and uh, gnashing on your teeth. Grinding your teeth and chewing on your tongue for pain. So go ahead and continue a little bit here more. We have a little bit more time. Consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus. Yes, read that again. Consider the apostle and high priest of our profession. He's a high priest, you know. He says, no man comes to the Father, even in prayer, except through me. So that's why it's so crazy to pray through some saint or Mary or anybody. It's like you don't believe the Lord. He says, there's no one can get into the kingdom of heaven and get to the Father, even in prayer. But through me, Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. Okay, go ahead. Christ Jesus, who was faithful to him that appointed him. Uh, as he was faithful to the heavenly Father who appointed him. 
and told him, let's go down and become flesh so that we can have genuine human blood to shed for the sins of the world because there's no forgiveness of sins without the shedding of blood. And that's why all the animal sacrifices in the Old Testament were symbolic of uh, God coming to this world as a man. And that's why when he was born, uh, the prophet reminds us that he would be Emmanuel living with men. Well, Emmanuel means God with us. And so even though Christ was a man, he also had God in him, so therefore he was a God-man. And he taught us uh, the things that we need to know in order to get into eternity. And then when the people, the 120 people in the upper room on the day of Pentecost, received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, or the Comforter, then they also were able, enabled to teach the Word by the Spirit, because the Spirit, the Comforter, will lead us into all righteousness. And so if you're just living a life that is a, a natural life, or a life that happens to be not spiritual, born again of the Spirit, well then you're a natural person and you don't understand the Word of God. It's impossible for you to understand them. Okay, and so uh, the Lord will chasten you. He'll put you into, he'll create an environment for you that you're not going to like until the time that you cry out to God for mercy and to give you uh, the Spirit so that when once you have the Spirit of Christ in him, when God looks at you then, when the Spirit of Christ is in you, his only begotten Son, well then when he looks at you, he doesn't look at the outward man, he looks at inside of you and he sees Christ in you and he sees the blood of Jesus has cleaned away all your sins and then when you call on him in the name of Jesus, he sees then that this is Jesus in that human body calling unto the Lord God for mercy. We, Lord, I need money. Lord, I need to be delivered from the enemy. People are attacking from every side. Lord, get rid of all the fears and all the tears that I have. Lord, give me strength to continue on one day at a time. Lord, don't let me fall away. Uh, keep me uh, uh, shielded under your wing. Lord, uh, hold on to me. And Jesus, and it's like Jesus calling out to the Lord, Father, in the name of Jesus and through Jesus. And so he says, hey, that's my son. That's my son. He said that when we accept Jesus, that we become sons and daughters of, uh, of uh, God. And so we cry out to the Lord, Father, Abba, and then we uh, are delivered. And then the Lord protects us as well from all evil. And that's the way we pray. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So the kingdom of God enters into you and it's here on earth now. And the Lord wants you to become part of the kingdom of heaven so that you can be part of his commonwealth where you're going to be blessed just commonly with every other one of us born-again Christians. And my time is up, and this is a time for me to uh, tell you how you can approach the throne boldly and ask the Lord God, Lord Jesus, with the Father, by the Spirit, to enter into you. Just repeat this prayer, and he will enter you right now. 
and you'll be a member of the body of Christ, the bread of life, the light of the world. And just keep reading the word so that you can fill yourself up with Christ and the Father and the Holy Spirit so that you can become a member of many members of the bread of life and the light of the world. Say this prayer to the Lord God Almighty. Say, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God. I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that you, Father, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. And you're doing that to me right now. I open the door of my heart and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus, with you, Father, and the Holy Spirit. Wash all my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus, Father God, Holy Spirit. I know because your word says so. Your word is God. And your word says that I, anyone that calls upon the Lord shall be saved. And I thank you for it, Lord. I believe you and I receive you. I receive you in the name of Jesus. I know you've heard me. I know you've answered me and I know I'm saved. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. Now just raise your hands up in praise and thank the Lord and give him all the glory for this marvelous work that he's done in you just now. And here's Sharon to tell you how to receive a copy of this tape so you can hear it over and over again. Tape number, program number 555. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas 75505. Or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370. Or fax to area code 479-782-7406. Praise the Lord. This is World Pastor Tony Alone. Make sure you tune in tomorrow for another powerhouse of a message from the actual truth, the only truth that's in the entire universe. In the book of Genesis, it talks about Jesus, or the Lord, coming out into the garden uh, in the cool of the day. Not when the sun is out. The Lord didn't want to get a suntan. But in the cool of the day in the garden, uh, and he communicated with his, uh, his creation. And here is the Blackwood Brothers to sing, For You in the Garden.
Amen. 